Hello, welcome to episode number 28, the Coffee with Joffrey podcast. Happy New Year to you. This is the first episode of 2020. I'm going to make it a good one. I'm riding solo today, but we're going to really attack in this episode um, out training a poor diet. Can it be done? And I like to think of myself as a bit of an expert on that because I feel like I did that for a long time and other factors come into play that we'll go into, you know, age, how long you can keep up the training for, all those different factors. And um, yeah, so I, I feel like I can use my experience to, to help you out on that one. So let's delve into it. Can you out-train a poor diet? The simple answer of this is, now this might surprise you, I think you can. Um, do I recommend it? Definitely not. Um, and we'll go into why, but let me just explain why I think you can potentially out-train a bad diet because it's only going to take me less than 30 seconds and then we can delve into why I don't think you can. Now, the sheer volume of exercise that you're doing, if you're, let's just think energy requirements, if you're literally burning more calories and um, you know, you're doing loads and loads of workouts, you know, you're training two, three, four hours a day, you know, five, six days a week, you know, you're really into it. Um, you know, it's hard to keep fuel in your body, you know, to actually eat that much is actually hard in itself. You know, you look at some of the um, strongman sports and the powerlifting sports and, you know, even Michael Phelps, you know, when he was in his prime, he was eating, I think I read an article, he was eating 10,000 calories a day just to keep up with his exercise performance. Um, and, you know, he was he was potentially consuming all those calories because he was able to burn them off in his training session. All right. But then obviously we're not all Michael Phelps. We're not all in this competitive sport where we have all of this time and our life is dedicated just to exercising. Uh, so you're at, for your average person, um, unless you're you're going to risk getting injured, you're going to risk um, losing out somewhere else in your life. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to out-train a poor diet, it means that you're probably spending more hours in the gym, more hours doing exercise. You know, where's that coming away from? Is that coming away from your work life? Is that coming away from your social life? You know, are you getting home from work and rather than, you know, helping to put the kids to bed, you're doing a three-hour session in the gym? Or, you know, are you waking up at three o'clock in the morning to get to the gym for four? You know, are you jeopardizing your sleep? All those different things, I think, come into play when we talk about trying to train a poor diet. Like I said, I don't want to go into that too much. So let's look at, you know, where you probably thought it was going and it is um, not being able to out-train a poor diet. Now, like I said, I'm someone that for years, I've all, well, ever since I was a kid, I've always been very sporty. Um, I'm not, when I was a kid, I was naturally an ectomorph, which for those of you that know, like body types, you have ectomorph, which is naturally quite skinny, burns a lot of calories. Endomorph is someone who perhaps is a little bit more, um, you know, holds a little bit more weight and, you know, finds it harder to burn the calories. And then mesomorph is more of that like muscular shape. Um, you know, body type, does come into it to an extent you know I'm not talking about like eating for your body type all of that stuff is just a bit of a fad to um, you know try and confuse you but yeah body type does come into it um, I think that lifestyle factors outweigh body type in terms of managing your calories and, and trying to lose weight and things like that but as a kid I was in so I'm going off topic there as a kid I was an ectomorph um, always trained a lot so I could 
pretty much eat what I wanted. You know, I remember I would eat, you know, sweets, chocolate, ice creams. I would eat my meals. I would eat crisps. I'd eat whatever I want. And I would, you know, pretty much have a six pack all year round, like from the age of like 14. Um, then when I got into a little bit more, I finished playing football when I moved over to the UAE, got into a little bit more competitive CrossFit. And, you know, I was in the environment where I was working in a CrossFit gym. It allowed me to train, you know, um, two two hours, two and a half hours each day, six days a week. I was able to eat when I wanted to. Um, and I was doing a lot of exercise. So again, you know, I, I got into you know, going out of the weekends and, and brunching and living this kind of lifestyle where I was consuming a phenomenal amount of calories over the weekend, still kind of eating what I wanted through the week. I was never really into tracking my food or measuring my macros or managing my calories. I just literally looked down. If I still had a six pack, I was happy. And that just kind of went on. Now, the big shock for me was when I um, I ended up getting a, a pretty serious hip injury for those, those of you that know me. And I went in for a surgery about three years ago, but it's still kind of there. And, you know, I put that down to overtraining. I was doing too much and I probably didn't make it as far as I wanted to in terms of like an athletic standpoint in football or in CrossFit or in any of the other things that I did. And I put that down to not, it wasn't putting it down to not putting the work in. It was more to do with, you know, managing my nutrition around the time where I was putting the work in. So fueling my body with the right stuff. Um, now I'm in a position where I'm not training anywhere near as much as I used to. So perhaps I'm training, um, you know, I'd, I'd be happy if I get five to six hours a week of training and the intensity isn't there. You know, um, I've got my own business now. I have a different lifestyle in terms of the way that I'm set up. You know, I don't train anywhere near as much. And guess what? Things are a lot harder to control do I look down all year round and visibly see a six pack? Hell no. Um, and to be honest, I don't think I've even got a six pack now, which is bad, but you know, there's other things that come into play. Like, you know, I got married last year. That feels weird saying last year now got married last year, you know, enjoyed the year, had a nice honeymoon, kind of settled back in. I enjoy doing things like going out on a, you know, on a weekend and in, in celebrating with friends and with my wife and all those types of things. So I'm kind of content. I'm happy. And, Whereas before I was doing all that training and able to do those things and stay relatively lean. Now something has to kind of change because I'm not able to put the same time into it. You know, I don't want to risk the injury, the overtraining. There's just more important things for me. So something has to kind of add up there and it's the nutrition side of it now. And it was only when I kind of delved into, you know, when I, I stopped the so much training. I delved into the nutrition side of it a little bit more. And I, I say this all the time. I'm not a nutrition geek. You know, I'm not a, a super qualified nutrition expert, but I know enough to manage and maintain my body um, and things that I've practiced and, and done for myself. I'm able to pass on information to, to clients and friends and family and that type of stuff. And got to a position now where I do have to worry more about that whole energy expenditure to ensure I don't put on weight I need to make sure that I'm burning off more calories that I'm consuming. Now, just going back to someone like Michael Phelps, obviously he's got a whole team around him. You know, he's going to win in 10 gold medals. Um, that's his life. You know, his 10,000 calories are going to be made up of nutrient-dense foods. You know, it's all going to be planned out. But then in order to get 10,000, there's also going to be some crap in there as well. You know, 
eating 10,000 calories worth of broccoli and chicken breast isn't going to be surf it, like sufficient. It's, it's not going to be, I mean, it's possible, but it's not going to be easy. I'd hate to know what that's doing to someone's guts if they did do that. So there are other, you know, there was, I remember in that same article, it was talking about how he's eating McDonald's and all these different things to just to get the calories in and burn it off. So like I said, I'm very much in a position now where I do have to pay a little bit more attention to it. Um, do I track my food and worry about my macros all year round? No, I don't. You know, I, I don't feel like I need to. Um, I'll use arbitrary dates like New Year's and gearing up for summer and, you know, September to kind of really dial in the nutrition until I feel happy that, you know, I'm on the right path. And then I'll stop logging and just kind of like, you know, manage it and eat intuitively um, through the other times of the year. And, you know, that's that's working quite well. Like I said, I'm because I'm not doing as much training, it's, um, you know, it's everything is kind of balanced out from there. So, if you're if you're someone who is uh and you know I know a few a few people you know quite close to me now who are all in when it comes to exercise but not willing to make any changes with their nutrition um like I said just speaking from experience there needs to be uh just that understanding that your body does change um just to give you another example more articles that I've read and kind of researched you know your metabolism, that is a thing as well. Increase, uh, sorry, your metabolism slowing down with age. You know, I don't want that to be used as an excuse. Oh, I'm getting older. That's why I'm putting weight on. Because like I said before, lifestyle factors outweigh that by far. Um, but you could potentially, when you're 25 years old, your basal metabolic rate, which is your, your BMR, which is how many calories you're burning just for your daily life, not including exercise, not including um you know, your non-exercise activity as well. More just yet, the the calories that you're burning through, you know, if you were to just sit down on a chair all day, you know, your respiratory and the, the processes going on in your body, you could potentially be burning uh, as a 25-year-old, you know, 2,000 calories just from, you know, being alive. And by the time you're 45, that can lower down to, you know, 1,800 calories. There could be like up to a 200-calorie difference there. Please don't quote me on that. Go and have go and have a read of that. But that is a thing. Metabolism does slow down. But like I said, it shouldn't outweigh lifestyle factors. So then you're already battling against, you know, that 200 calories that you were potentially burning as a 25-year-old that you're not burning then. What's 200 calories? You know, that could be almost a meal for a lot of people. Um, you know, that's definitely the difference between drinks and, you know, things like that. So just understanding and knowing what that means um, in regards to your nutrition will we'll open up a whole new um, kind of door for you in terms of what your nutrition is doing compared to your exercise. Um, like I said, you're, you're always trying to fuel your body with nutrient-dense foods. Um, you're going to get a better output in terms of your uh, exercise and training regime. It's going to help you to sleep better. All those factors versus kind of like processed foods and junk foods and high sh- high sugary foods. Um, but it's definitely something to think about. So waffling on now, I'm going to leave it there, but I hope you kind of understood that one. Uh, that was just based on a little bit, a little bit of my experience. Like I mentioned before, um, you know, you can out train a bad diet, but I wouldn't recommend it. One, it's going to lead to probably injury or overtraining. And two, if you're able to put that amount of time into the gym, um, to try and out train a poor diet, then go and look at other areas in your life that, that might be lacking. So 
let's leave it there. Thank you very much. Like I said, happy new year, and I'll catch up with you very soon. <laughs>